Are you looking for a podcast where the hosts keep it real? Then add the Let's Get Cancel podcast to your playlist. This is the official podcast of your host, Casual Ninja. Join Ninja and his co-host as they discuss all kinds of topics. They discuss dating, current events, life in New York City, and a whole lot more. But be warned, Let's Get Cancel is extremely entertaining. The Let's Get Cancel podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Add the Let's Get Cancel podcast to your playlist right now. Let's Get Cancel podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Let's Get Cancel podcast with Casual Ninja and Born Trucker. What to do, people? I know we've been going for a minute on a little hiatus, but we're back. And a lot has happened in our absence. We're going to talk about it. Today, not all of it, because some of it just ain't y'all business. Yeah, that too. We're going to talk about gun laws. And pew, pew. Well, let's just face it, people. There's been numerous mass shootings in the month of May. Over 500 in the country in general since they started. Over 24 this year already. The last one was in a hospital in Oklahoma, then a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, and then there was one in a school in Texas, and then I believe there was one in a church. I can't remember what church. I think it was a church. Honestly, it's kind of hard to keep track of them. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, only really makes the news if there's a large body count. Yep. And, uh, Real quick, bro, we got a Zoom warning. They're going to start recording again in 10 minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, you know, I'll just, when it stops recording, I'll record again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah. But other than that, and the timer's on my screen, too, so I see it. <laughs> so what do you think about the gun laws that has possibly led to some of these shootings? I think it's a nice little defense, but it's not going to make a difference. Criminals don't care about gun laws, and that's that's one. And second of all, um, there's ways to get around it. It's, if it's kids who are 18 or under or young adolescents, they can steal their parents' guns that they laying around or they know where the keys is at. If it's going to so, happen, it's going to happen. So you don't think gun laws that restrict that are using age restrictions would have made a dent over these past couple of shootings? It, it would have put a pause on it. But it so it wouldn't be, so then it would help. Yeah, a pause, but not a stop. And mind you, when you speak about criminals, we talking about guys that are involved in criminal activity. These people weren't criminals until they committed the acts they did. But I think a lot of the mass shootings deal with mental health people who got bullied they got hurt you know some type something along those lines of trauma that's really cliche some of these young men are just fucking angry for no reason yeah but how can you be angry for no reason i don't understand that and i had i have anger issues this is, i i could i can explain why i'm angry yeah but you're 30 something years old now could you do that when you was 18 I mean, I'm pretty sure I had any issues when I was a kid, but 
Well, bottom line, most teenagers have anger issues because they're young. They don't understand the world yet, and they're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say that they were bullied or something to that effect, that's not actually true because the majority of kids that actually do get bullied commit suicide. Oh. But these are just angry men like the kid in Buffalo. He already had emotional issues going on in his life. Mm -hmm. He'd been arrested for making some threats about what he wanted to do in the school. And based on the reports that have come out about him, there's nothing in there detailing him being bullied. What it is, is he was, he isolated himself. He was, for the most part, an introvert. He spent a lot of time on the internet and he decided to, to believe a doctrine that weaponizes young white men in this country against lack of a better word right now, minorities. Mm-hmm. You know, at 18 years old, before, matter of fact, before you hit 21, what you really got to be mad about? I mean, everybody's situation is different. They living situation could be a lot worse than ours. Mine was never bad. My living situation as a kid is practically how it is now. Yeah, but I'm saying, what you got to be mad about? You ain't had no job yet. Probably ain't been fired from a major job. You ain't got to worry about supporting the family. Well, you don't got to worry about buying your own food. But when you're a kid, your thing is status, girls, social class, you know, shit like that. Yeah, shit that don't mean shit. What means shit to you at that time? If you're dumb. A lot of us, a lot of people are dumb. <laughs> and, that's the scary part. You know, is it? I'm starting to see what, you, what you've been seeing this whole time. I'm punching petrified. <laughs> I ain't uh, petrified. I just know what it is. And I know why it is. I don't know why it is. I'm just disturbed by it. Well, if I was to go by somebody we used to listen to, God rest his soul, a large part of the issue is people don't have social skills anymore. They really don't. They're, they're, people, they're awkward, socially awkward. My generation, we went outside all day, every day if we could. You had to figure out how to socialize. Now, you ain't got to go outside, but you can have a whole social network, which to me is an oxymoron. But you know the crazy part is, from what from my experiences, I'm 32, I've come across more women who are socially awkward than men. Either way. But see, you're going to see it that way because you're a man, so your main objective is to socialize around women. Yeah. Unless you were a gay man or a bisexual man, then you would be socializing around more men. Mm-hmm. but everybody in your generation going backwards is going to be socially awkward because you never went outside to figure out how people are through socialization. Y'all sat in the house. Dude, you think because you want an Xbox and you want a, a network playing Call of Duty and there's 30 people in there and just because y'all talking, you actually know these people. No, see, when I was uh, when I was younger, I was a homebody. Now, I don't like being home unless I'm sleeping or smashing, but or I'm watching a good show. I'm trying to catch up on, but I don't like being in the house no more. Right, but I'm saying mm-hmm. when you was a little kid, you didn't go outside in front of your building and run around with the other kids. I was never the type to hang in front of my building. Period. 
But I'm just saying, yeah. you didn't do it at all. A lot of people just don't do that. I mean, I get that there's dangers and everything outside. I mean, shit, the minute you walk out your house, apartment, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. you put yourself in danger. Matter of fact, if you wake up and get out your bed, you put yourself in danger. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is nowadays, people do not socialize the same way. I mean, you got a dating app that'll give you access to thousands of women that if you went outside, you might only have access to hundreds of women. Mm-hmm. But because you got access to thousands of women, you might feel like you're socially adept. So you think because the the social um, awkwardness is what making these young guys angry? Want to? Well, look about all these men that are self-proclaimed incels. They have no soft skills. They don't know how to talk to to the opposite sex. Because in their head, the only purpose of the opposite sex is for sex. So the only reason I'm going to talk to her is because I want to get some. Not, well, the opposite sex is still a person. They might have an interesting story. They might have some advice to pass on. They might have some information I don't have that I could use. Mm -hmm. You know, I told you this years ago. The best opening line is what? Hello. Hello. But how many dudes got the heart just to say, hello, how you doing? Uh, they don't. <laughs> and then even after you say hello, what you going to say after that? You know, you can start by giving them a compliment or ask them a question. What brought you here today? Oh, what are you eating right now? Uh, oh, what kind of coffee you got? I got a venti, mocha loco, choco, laka chaka yaka. Mocha loca choco. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't care what co- name they give it. It's still coffee. I was saying, so I, I never heard of a mocha loco choco. That's funny. No, they got that shit somewhere. Uh, I believe it. I believe it. For me, I like to socialize. I like hanging out. And most people I come across, to some degree, don't. I'm like, I need to find some more people to, to hang out with. These yeah, but also think about it. You live in a city. Yeah. Your opportunity to socialize is way greater than somebody that lives in a suburban or a rural area. Let's take everybody, let's take it, let's take this outside of the city. Mm-hmm. Let's say you lived in Wyoming. Right? The population in New York City right now, and we talk about five boroughs. Yeah, less than a minute. <laughs> Five boroughs. There's 10 million people living there. Mm-hmm. Your chances for socializing means all I got to do is go outside. You're in Wyoming. The total population is a little bit over 500,000. Yep. You might live in a small town with 2,000 people. Yeah, you're right. Well, you put it that way. But even then, even a big population of this, people still are still antisocial. How many mass shootings have been in New York that were unmitigated? Meaning it wasn't gang violence, it wasn't domestic dispute. Because actually the majority of mass shootings are domestic disputes. <clears throat> All right. How many mass shootings? Uh besides the one in Buffalo, New York. No, I don't think that was the actual question. It was um 
Well, let's just go skip past that right quick. Let's just go straight to the gun laws. Okay. What gun laws do you think they could put in place that would make people have to be more responsible if they're going to be gun owners? I'm going to say it has to be the background check, a, a critical background check. I'm talking fingerprints, who type of family, who work, association, like some hard filing, like background checks. Well, trust me, when you get a background check, they're actually pretty thorough without fingerprints. Yeah. I think that would be, in my, if I can put a pause on it. And then background check will decide if they's even worth getting a gun. And they feel like something in their background was prevented from getting a gun, especially an assault rifle, then that'd be a good stipulation. So would these gun laws be flat across the board or only for retailers? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm guessing the gun laws are only for retailers because I'm I'm not sure if they mentioned anything about gun shows or stuff like that. Well, I'm what I'm talking about is private sales. Oh. For the most part, when you do a private sale, you don't there's not the same background required. Okay. But when I think about gun laws, yeah, they gotta be back, extensive background checks that might even have to include hospital records. So HIPAA would just have to eat a dick on that one. Um, I would definitely say there's got to be age restrictions because I agree with you when you say if they want to do it, they're going to find a way. But the way the gun laws are now, it's a whole lot easier for them to do it. Yeah. I would also put into something into effect that the owners of these firearms could be held liable if anything felonious is committed with that weapon. Because one of the things that you have to be responsible for when you're a gun owner is the safety of that weapon. Now, you got a family, you got the gun at home for self-defense. I get that. But when you're not home and you're not in a position where you're thinking self-defense, which is usually going to be when you're going to sleep, you're not at your, your most aware point. Mm-hmm. They got things like gun locks. They got things like gun safes. You know, I watched a video a couple weeks back of some little kids that got hold of a gun during a family event in the house. Mm. And they were playing with it. And because kids don't understand guns, she ended up shooting her cousin in the back of the head. And because of shooting her cousin in the back of the head, I'm thinking her only reason for shooting herself is I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, It'd be things like that. They know where you're going. See, the thing parents got to understand is as private as you think your life is, if you got a child, your child's going through your shit. You did it, I did it, everybody does it. Yep. When your mom ain't around, your grandma ain't around, you've gone through grandma's shit. I've gone through my mother's shit, my dad's stuff. Might have only been 10 minutes, but in that 10 minutes, how much did you discover? A lot. And if you found a gun, now you know where the gun is. I ain't got to mess with it now, but later on, if I need it, I know where to go to get it. Or if you found money, change, and yeah, all that. Yeah, but I'm talking about a firearm yeah. that's not locked up. And I'm talking about if you got a gun in the house and it's not being used, it shouldn't be loaded. 
and it should be locked up. Mm-hmm. You know me, I live alone right now, so I everything in my house is loaded. All I got to do is take the safety off and fire. But if I had children in here, well, I got to educate them about firearms. I got to let them know that these are not toys. Mm-hmm. You can't take somebody's life with this playing around. But when I say the gun owners need to be held liable, if you was a parent and you knew that if your child got a hold of your gun and they committed a felonious act with it, you could be held liable. What are the chances of you being more responsible? Oh, once you have the, the discussion with them, um, it's a fair playing field. You know, but uh, still highly res- uh, responsible if they do something with it. But they shouldn't even have the keys to, to the safe or be able to reach it. Right. But what I'm saying is if you had a gun mm-hmm. and you got children and you understood that if your child got hold of this gun and committed a felonious act, you could be held liable. How much more responsible would you be? Oh, 100% way more right, responsible with hiding that bitch. Right, but see, yeah. one of the things, one of the underlying things that links a lot of these mass shootings together, especially when you talk about the kids that got the guns from their parents, mm-hmm. there was no criminal charges filed against the parents. Oh, speaking of that, now the kid in Oklahoma who shot the hospital, he bought that gun the same day. How old was he? I believe he was either 18, 19. I got to look at the article again. He bought it the same day and used it two, three hours later after purchasing it. So. So over 21, under 21? I believe, yeah. You ain't got no use for buying alcohol. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no need to buy firearms. You ain't got no need buying tobacco. The first, the, the alcohol and tobacco, mm. you should say no good for you. But clearly, someone under 21 in possession of a firearm, that mm. shit ain't no good for everybody else. Yeah. And they ain't going out to buy shotguns or tech nines or handguns. Of course, some of them had handguns, but they're going out there to buy these high-powered rifles where one round could end you or if it don't end you, you're affected for the rest of your life. See, I thought shooting a fully automatic weapon was difficult. Till I myself shot an AR-15, I was like... You didn't, you didn't fire a fully automatic weapon. Semi-auto. No, I'm saying, yeah, semi, semi-autos were, were easy. I thought fully automatic was difficult. But, what if you shot now was fully automatic? This is years ago. This is back in Vegas. Um, right, which means you squeeze the trigger one time and the gun comes changes your fire. Yeah, it, it shot up mad rapidly. And then if you didn't hold it tight enough, you would shoot up. Right. With the AR, so your accuracy would have sucked. Yeah, but with the AR, if I would have kept my finger on the trigger, the way it felt, I wouldn't have been shooting up or nothing like that. So it's more control. Yeah. So I, I thought all full automatics was, you know, like crazy shit, but it's not. Okay, you're getting a little mixed up right now. Mm-hmm. Semi-automatic and full automatic do not fire the same way. I know that. Fully automatic, the shit's going to kick up. Semi-automatic, it only fires as fast as you squeeze that trigger. I know. Dang what you said, though. No, I said with the full automatic, the one I had, 
when I kept my finger on the trigger, it felt like it was hard to maintain and I would shoot up. But with the AR, I feel like with the AR, the way it felt, and remember you was telling me to stop the rapid fire, there was no sensation of me shooting up and like that. It was just controlled. Okay, well, mind you, the AR that I, I had you fire was safety to fire, which means you can only get off one round at a time. I didn't have you use the one because there's a couple of settings you can put on the AR. Okay. Um, single, burst, and fully automatic. Single fire means every time you squeeze the trigger, a round comes out. Mm. Burst means you squeeze the trigger one time, three rounds will come out. Fully automatic means you squeeze the trigger, all the rounds come out as long as you have that trigger depressed. Okay. So then, you know, they got meth- They got things that they did to make these ARs fully automatic with things called bump stocks. So the stock that you put in your shoulder, there's a spring in it. Okay. While you got your finger on that trigger, every time you, it recoils, it causes you to pull the trigger. So it makes the gun fully automatic. They outlawed those things like four years ago. Mm. But the problem is you got these angry teenagers that are angry at the world for nothing. Because really, at 18, the world ain't did nothing to you. Everything at 18 has been given to you. And that's for the majority of kids. Mm-hmm. So what you're angry about really makes no sense, which is why at your teenage years, you're not given a high level of responsibility. Now, you can go into the military and you can have all the guns you want. But you know what happens? You're supervised. They got rules. You can't have a live gun in the barracks with you. You can't have a fully loaded gun in the barracks with you. But when you're going out for maneuvers, if they call them for live fire, they give you live rounds. But out here where you got people at, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, this is just a blanket statement that may have gotten their gun knowledge from video games. You really don't understand how this, this weapon works. You know that you can point it at somebody and kill them, but that's it. Yeah, can they stop blaming video games? Okay, I've played Grand Theft Photo. I've played Grand Theft Photo, Halo, Red Dead Redemption. Tells you zero gun control. Okay, everything is on our fucking remote. There's no, there's no comparison. To yeah, there is a comparison. I don't see it. All right. Let's say you live in a city. Let's say you live in Chicago, right? Yeah. You're going to be exposed, depending on where you live, you're going to be exposed to gun violence, whether you want to or not, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. When you play a video game, what's in that game is something called simulated violence. Mm-hmm. There's a certain level of violence in these games that most people would never experience in their real day-to-day lives. Yeah. So what they're trying to say is that the, 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 the simplicity of the exposure can lead to disturbing thoughts that could possibly lead to disturbing actions. But I'm talking about learning how to use a firearm. You could mimic what you see, but if you don't know what you're doing or how heavy the, the trigger pull is or the reason. It don't really matter. Now when you're talking about a semi-automatic rifle, you shot the AR for the first time. How hard was it? Not hard at all. 
How hard? How bad was your accuracy? I didn't miss once. So, what, what do you really need to know? I didn't know how to load the gun at first. I didn't know how to take it off safety, put it on safety at first. But I if didn't you watch know. a video game, you play a video game, you can learn all that. I mean, this and this, that's all they show you, like, games and movies. But that's felt like a but, rifle. But ain't that how you loaded it? You said you did like this in the game, right? Yeah. How'd you load the AR? You know. Ain't it the same way? Yeah, but I, I barely see this. And oh, I, trust me. I played a lot of Call of Duty. All of that is in there. Okay. See, I'm not much of a Call of Duty. I hate first-person shooters. I'm more of a third person. But yeah, I didn't see any of that stuff. You know, I didn't pay attention to it. The reload, the the charging the weapon, all of that is simulated. It's the exact same thing in real life. What's not realistic is just the shooting in general. Yeah. You know, I think they should make gun laws stricter, but more lax in the sense that you move to a state like Wyoming where they literally have 100 guns per person, which means now if I'm a dumbass that's going to run into some place and start shooting at people, there's a good chance that those people I'm shooting are going to start shooting back at me. Yeah. So let's just say right now that, for the record, that most of these people committing these mass shootings, you're, they're cowards. They're going after defenseless um, victims. All you need is one or two people shooting back at them for them to turn into the pussies they are, and you might stop the situation. I mean, we we, we say that, but those people with the guns, oh, they're cops. They show up. Not in this last situation in Texas. Well, yeah. They pussies down 40, there were too scared to go in. Yeah, they waited 40 minutes and everything. They were scared. I might get shot. Well, why the fuck you became a cop? Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose. So here's my question. People who, who shoot, who do the mass shootings or whatever, are they shooting without the earpieces? I mean, like, I don't, I don't mean the mugs. I mean, like, something in their ears because I've never shot a gun without my ears being clogged. Because I feel you like, fired a gun in a controlled setting and you were indoors. Yeah, meaning I don't know how a gun, I mean, I know how a gun sounds like because I've been in the hood without, without the ears. But I'm saying to be up close and shoot it, I'm not sure how I would feel. You're outdoors. Sound is different. The sound disperses faster. So it's not when, you shoot, when you're firing indoors, yeah. you're in a closed area, that sound is going to bounce off walls, reverberate, come back at you several times till the energy dissipates. So you're saying if I shoot outside with no ears, my ears will not ring. Eventually they will. Okay. That that's what I'm saying. Because I like, but not the same way they're gonna ring if you're indoors and you're firing. Okay. Because I was thinking to myself, like these these mass shooters, do they have things in their ears when they're shooting people inside the buildings or? No, but they got body armor. Oh. Body armor is just as easy to get as a firearm. Yeah, well, I think a lot of this shit needs background checks. Well, the, the background check is great, but why would an 18-year-old need body armor if you're not in the military or a police force? 
Well, exactly, but you gotta understand, like everything's about the American dollar. They're not asking questions as long as you go, you got the money. Well, that part is the fact. That's the more that's the morality of it. Yeah. So, because I mean, if look, I might I might one day own a gun shop, and if the law hasn't changed, when an eighteen year old comes in and they're trying to buy a long rifle. I'm asking questions. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like the answers, I'm not selling it because I don't have to. But when you think about these guys, these men that have sold these weapons to these kids, they were just thinking about the dollar value. And that's yeah. the fucked up part. Of course. I mean, no. you got a kid in your store that hasn't lived life, but they want to buy a gun that can literally take out dozens of people. See, if I was a, a shop owner, I would only feel comfortable selling it to an 18-year-old if his parents is with him. Nope. I wouldn't sell it to the 18-year-old, period. I'd sell it to the parents. Well, that's what I'm saying. But if I suspect that you're buying this for your 18-year-old, I'm not selling it to you. Yeah, but th- that's another thing. You're not selling it to them. Maybe the next store will. That ain't my problem, then. No. Yeah. That's where the law's got to come into play. I don't see a solution. It's kind of like when, when adults go and buy alcohol for kids. Mm-hmm. They don't go in the store and say, hey, let me get that fifth of bourbon because I'm buying it for this underage kid outside. The minute they say that, the store ain't going to sell it. Yeah. You go into a gun shop and you say anything to the effect about, oh, yeah, I'm buying this for my son. I'm not selling to you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't see a solution to the situation. Well, I'm not talking about there being a solution. I'm talking about there being um, safety measures in place. Mm -hmm. Because, again, when you talk about criminal activity, most of these people weren't criminals. They weren't involved in a criminal organization. They weren't ganged up. Mm-hmm. And ironically, most gang members go after other gang members. People get caught in the crossfire, but they're initially going after gang members. I'm not saying that's any better, but when you got an 18-year-old running up in a school with a bunch of elementary school kids, what the fuck did these kids do to him? I and mean, when you do anything with kids in general, it's just in bad taste. So, yeah, definitely get it. I mean, even if it's a bunch of high school kids. All right, I lived in New York. High school kids, when I was a high school kid, we was loud. We was obnoxious. We were disrespectful. But we wasn't trying to light the bus up because we was pissed off. Well, most of these kids say they don't even know how to fight. They just know how to grab a gun and shoot. (laughs) And that's the scary part. Like I said, it's not that the game teaches you violence, it exposes you to violence, and it gives you a rudimentary understanding of how to operate a firearm. Mm -hmm. You get a shooting game, and you got a semi-automatic pistol. Well, video game, it'll show you how to rack it back. If there's a safety on, it'll show you where the safety's at to take it off, point and shoot. Mm -hmm. You get a revolver, Take the safety off, you fire. 
You get a semi-automatic world. You get a shotgun, you fire. Every video game shows you how to do that. You know, it's funny, though. The only reason why I don't like revolvers because they only have six shots. So that's like the only reason why I like revolvers. You're in a different generation. You got to realize I grew up with cops that had revolvers. I wasn't worried about the revolver. I'm worried about the fact that you got six rounds that could kill me, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah, way more than that now. Now, if you're talking about being a criminal, the best gun to have is a revolver. How's that? All right, well, I'm not telling nobody to do this, but when you got a semi-automatic pistol, there's a piece on the side of that gun that's called the ejector. After you fire that round, it ejects the round out of the gun. That round could go anywhere. After you done did your crime, that round could be anywhere around you that you didn't pick up. Now, depending on where your mind is, which is most people ain't here, your fingerprints is on that gun. I mean, on that shell. They can use that same shell to do ballistics on the gun without actually having the gun. If you got a revolver, the rounds stay in the gun. Oh, that's that's genius, bro. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's fucking genius. Should never tell people that, bro. <laughs> but see, it's not. I'm not telling anything yeah. that people can't already find out on their own. Yeah. But that's that's the main reason. If you got a revolver. You got a better chance of getting away with a crime than you do if you got a semi-automatic. Now, there's ways to make that semi-automatic similar to the revolver. Like if you got a shell catcher. But most people don't think beyond get the gun, get the rounds, put the clip, put the magazine in, rack it back, shoot people. You know what? I never even seen a shell catcher. See? <laughs> Didn't even know that was a thing until you just mentioned it. I told you I'm a gun nut. Most people are. What? No, they're not. They're just nuts. That too. I mean, when you when you came through and I, I, I and you fired the AR, did I just put the gun in your hand or do I, did I give you instructions with? It? No, you gave me instructions. See, well, I didn't know. How- I didn't know how to use an AR from, from jump. I'm like, okay, how do I rack it back? How do you, I mean, loading it? Yeah, I know how to load it, but how you rack it back? How you do, do the safety shit? Like, you know, I didn't know any of that. And you didn't know that it don't really got a recoil like you thought it did? No. I mean, it's the same instructions as a shotgun, you know. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Well. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Shotgun, depending on what gauge you fire, and that shit got hella kicked. <laughs> 20 gauge, anybody could do. Once you get down to 12 and 10, the recoil is ridiculous. They mm. didn't know that either. So when the gauge is lower, the recoil is stronger. Yeah. All right. So 20 gauge. Okay. Well, damn. Like, you ever saw Terminator? Yeah, who has it? All right, remember when he had the pistol grip shotgun and he was frying it with one hand? Yeah. Do you know how difficult that really is? Oh, he makes it easy. I mean, first of all, he's not firing real rounds out of the gun. Yeah. And he's muscle bound. 
I did that shit. My wrist was hurting for a week. Oh, damn. I mean, you got to figure, you, you're holding up something that's about six pounds. Now, if I hold a six-pound dumbbell, that weight is distributed within about that much distance. Uh, now, I got a shotgun that on its own might be six pounds at that length. Once you add the ammunition to it, now it's eight, nine pounds. So when you fire it with one hand, you have no brakes. All that recoil goes straight through your arm. And it hurts. I was like, I'll never do that again. Yeah, but isn't that the same as muscle fatigue? <laughs> what you mean, with the recoil? Yeah, when you constantly do it, yeah. Nah, when you come back, though, I'm going to let you shoot a, a pistol grip one-handed. You tell me about muscle fatigue afterwards. Ah, you know, I'll just take your word for it, bro. <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> not trying to I, I ain't trying to pop no pain because nothing like that, man. All right. The, the easiest way to get you to understand that, firing a shotgun with one hand is similar to the impact you would experience in a car accident. Okay. Yeah. Since I've been in one, point taken. <laughs> Yeah. And that's just one round. Yeah. Like the most ridiculous firearm they got out here, as far as civilian owned, is a semi automatic shotgun. The recoil that you're constantly going to put your shoulder under, if you was to shoot that every day for a month, your shoulder is trash now. Oh. Oh. But you got to realize that the M16, the M4s, they're designed with rounds that mitigate the amount of recoil so that you can continue to fire and put shot, and put rounds on target. Mm. You know, now, if you got something like a 50 cal, which most of them are mounted on a platform, you still get the recoil mitigated. But whenever you watch a war movie and somebody's shooting a 50 cal, what you're going to see is this. Shit's ugly. Yeah. But the gun laws in general, they need to, they need to change. They need, get, need to get more stricter. They need to hold parents accountable for having these weapons and letting their children have access to them. Now, again, your child's going to go through your shit, period. But if there's a lock on the, on, the, on the firearm that they can't take off, now, mind you, okay, always there's always going to be that one kid, those couple of kids out there that figure out how to pick the lock. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, most kids figure out how to pick the lock to your bedroom. And all they need for that is a credit card. Yeah, I was going to say, like, actual pick locks or use a card because we always use cards. <laughs> Still picking a lock. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Anything else to add, bro? Nah. Yeah. All right, people, that's that's the topic. No laws. Um, Need to change. Stop letting these children get firearms that they can do mass killings with. Gun gun shop owners, stop selling guns to underage people. 
Ask questions. If they ain't got the right answers for you and for society, don't sell it to them. Yeah, everything is not always about a profit. Because mind you, the kid that got the guns that did the shooting in Texas, mm-hmm. whoever sold that to him was looking at the $9,000 the kid was spending. Yeah. Instead of thinking, and he might have been thinking, yo, he might go out and do this mass shooting, but fuck that. I got $9,000. Matter of fact, out of that $9,000, he might have had $1,500 profit. Oh, well, you know what that's called, right? It's called blood money. The gun on the guy that sold him the gun, he should be held responsible too. Yeah. What 19 year old? When you was 18, did you have $9,000 to go spend on guns and ammunition? Hell no. That wouldn't be a red flag to you? I mean, if, if I was a store owner and this kid, I know he's under 21, and he's buying $9,000 worth of ammunition and guns, I'm, I'm going to keep him at the store and I'm going to call the cops. When you think about who sold it to him, they don't care about anybody in general but themselves. I would pull that man's FFL license. I would restrict him from ever getting one again. He'd be out of business. Well, that's probably something the ATF should look into. Really now, that, that might be a solution. Part of the solution. I didn't think of that might definitely be a solution. There's always going to be a solution. You just got to think tank it to get to the, to, to the bottom line. Because mm-hmm. I mean, one one part of the solution is holding parents accountable, but if you now hold these gun sellers accountable, you're gonna cut back on the majority of these shootings. Yep. I mean, if somebody under age, under and by that I mean 21, if they came in to buy a pistol, and they got two boxes of ammo, I don't know if it'll raise that many red flags, but you know, I'd still be curious. But when mm. somebody's coming in and they're buying over 1,600 rounds. Yeah. And you look like a street kid. Fuck was you thinking? I'm pretty sure he wasn't in there, in there talking about, yeah, hunting season starts soon. I can't wait to go get this buck. Or, yeah, I can't wait to go get these wild boar or shoot these elk. I'm pretty sure that conversation didn't happen. Nope. What? That's all she wrote. Unfortunately, yes. That's the podcast. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) This guy. We'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Peace.